0: Hello and welcome to the Hey Now podcast. I'm your host Kyle Parati. We are coming to you from Maggie Valley at the Haywood County Visitor Center. And this week we have a special episode. Usually interview people from uh, around the county and a lot of them I might not know. But today I'm joined by my co-workers from here at the Haywood County Tourism Development Authority, uh, also known as Visit NC Smokies. Hey guys.
1: Hey. Howdy. Good afternoon.
0: So that's Lynn Collins, our executive director, Ashley, our marketing manager, and Ben, who heads up group sales and is the assistant director. Uh, So I thought I would start with something that's kind of a tricky question. Maybe get the tough question out of the way first because it's really broad. Uh, What is it that makes the NC Smokies in Haywood County so unique, such a unique destination?
2: Uh, one item would be the fact that we're a Headwaters County. All the water that flows out of Haywood County is generated here in the county.
0: Which I like because it makes for phenomenal beer. That's why I like that. Um, nice. And vodka. <laughs> and vodka. <laughs> I, wish, I wish that people could see the way Ashley's face lit up when she said and vodka. <laughs> um, what, what do you think, Ben? Makes us unique.
1: I think it's being sandwiched between the national park and the Blue Ridge Parkway. So, I, I mean, moving here a few years ago and seeing how everything is so close on both sides—it's not just one direction, but every direction.
0: Yeah, it's uh its a really rare area for me. I came from the Cascade Mountains in Washington State, and I said it before, and when I was interviewing a couple guys from Balsam Range. Uh, I was super skeptical of this area thinking like, oh, they're not going to be that great of mountains because the Cascade Mountains are so huge and there's all this alpine hiking. And I came here and I realized everything is really lush and the mountains are just a lot different. Uh, The people are a lot different and never really been anywhere quite like this. Uh, And, you know, I came here five years ago and wasn't really planning on staying that long, but here I am and I don't think I'm leaving. Uh, So everyone here had kind of, different paths coming to Haywood County, coming to this office. Um, I guess we would start with you, Ashley, because uh, you've been in this office the longest. I'm interested in hearing what you think has changed the most about Haywood County as far as, you know, from the perspective of your job being in uh, the tourism industry, what have you seen change in that regard since you've been here?
3: I think our community has changed. Um, we've grown with entrepreneurs in the area so a lot of local artists of course the breweries popping up um local restaurants that factor of the county has really grown since i've been here and
0: since i've been working here yeah and there are i mean i've seen it since i've been here i think when i got here there were three breweries and there are three breweries now and you know there's still all the artists but you kind of see the way the scene is changing a little bit and now we have a distillery uh, which is where that delicious vodka comes from, uh, Elevated Mountain Distillery. And hopefully here in the near future, I'll be talking to Dave Angel, who owns that. Uh, ben, you came here, you talked a little bit about what makes it unique and that you came here a couple of years ago. Uh, you came here from Savannah, Georgia, which is another tourism hotspot basically, uh, but in a completely different way. So Ben, what are some of the things that you noticed that you think are differences between the Haywood County area and the Savannah area? As far as marketing as destinations, you know, how does the appeal differ?
1: Um, I mean, they really are similar, but like you said, also different. It's hard to tell. I mean, Savannah, compared to even our region, I would say, with the Asheville region and stuff, was eight to ten years ahead it it was funny to move here and see things expanding and developing and changing that i saw when i moved to savannah in 2007. so it's just as things develop and people are looking for things it, it naturally grows based on what residents and visitors are looking for so i think the biggest thing is the the marketing for us was always about historic tours in savannah come to the beach come have a good time downtown, Um, similar messages. But, I mean, the restaurant scene there was expanding quickly um, and completely changed after I left. It just new things kept opening up, new hotels, stuff like that. So same thing here. I mean, you continue to see turnover in in some restaurants over time and and new ones open up. And and I always like to say when I moved here, so many things look so new what did you have before I got here? Right. But, and I always laughed about it, but it's great to see that we have so much stuff um, here in Haywood County. We don't have to really leave to go do much and from attractions and
0: shops and restaurants and everything we have. Yeah. And I, I actually visited Savannah when you were there, when I was in the Navy, I was stationed in Charleston. And uh, so I went to Savannah for St. Patrick's day and, I won't go into detail, but uh, they they, they were they were market they were trying to uh, draw folks like you know young sailors in I think because they have certain open container laws that are favorable to to sailors.
1: A a lot of vodka. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. It was that's neither here nor there. Um, So, Lynn, you're from here. You're the only one of us who's from here, but you lived in Florida for quite a while, uh, and I think you've been here for about. At the, at the TDA for about 10 years now. Is that right?
2: Uh, going on 14.
0: Going on 14. Um, so when you were away, did you find that a lot of things changed between, you know, going down to Florida and then coming back? Was it kind of shocking to come back to Haywood County and just see how everything changed?
2: No, not really. Only because um, growing up here, I have seen the evolution of tourism even from back in the heyday of ghost town till now and see how things have changed. And, um, it's, it's been very interesting. Uh, when I was in Florida, I worked for a CVB down there that was much larger and, um, had a lot of good experience there. a uh, lot of opportunities, um, to grow and learn there. Um, I went to work there right when their TDA started and had the opportunity to travel quite a bit and learn a lot there. And so it was good to come back here and be able to bring some of that knowledge with me and, and put
0: that to good use here. It's gotta be interesting marketing the place that you grew up as a destination. You know, you think back to growing up, you'd probably never imagine yourself in this kind of role. Does it ever seem surreal marketing this area that you grew up in as a destination?
2: It's interesting. (laughs) Uh, It's, uh, it's good to have that perspective of um, you know a number of years ago versus what it is now and how it has changed so right. it's been really interesting but um, you know it's a great location it's a good central location it's easy to get anywhere from here and we're within a day's drive of such a large population um, you know and we're just a very popular area.
0: Yeah it's incredibly popular it, it surprised me when I moved here uh, and for my part I've I lived in Haywood County for about five years before coming to the TDA. I worked at a local newspaper. So for me, it was different going from journalism to more of a PR marketing mindset. Uh, I like it, though. It's, it's kind of um, like using your creative powers for good. So I was actually a creative writing major in college, so I enjoy it. And uh, it's fun getting to experiment a little bit with things like this podcast, um, which I started you know pretty much right when I got here. And getting to meet people in a new context, whereas you know when you're a journalist, everyone you meet, even if you see them down the bar, they're looking at you, wondering, you know, if you're listening to them, and you know everyone, uh, even though no one really has anything to hide, everyone's always a little bit cautious. And now people are a lot more positive in my day to day interactions. People are happy with them. to see you now. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um. So I'd say that's a positive change. Uh, so one thing that I wanted to ask about uh, that's obviously been on everyone's mind, and I didn't. I didn't really, I wasn't here obviously for the heart of like the beginning of COVID, but a lot of destinations have had different, uh, different experiences with regard to COVID as far as bringing in tourists and travelers. Uh, Haywood County has had quite a few visitors during that time, but from my understanding, just talking to you guys before, is that the nature of the visitors has changed as far as like the demographics of where they've come from. Um, I guess this could, could kind of be an open question, but you know, what kind of changes have you guys seen in the last year and a half, two years with COVID, and uh, you know, changes in some people's traveling habits?
3: I th- I think the first thing um, to mention to that fact in COVID is that we did change up our advertising and marketing strategy to encourage people that are close to us to get outdoors and enjoy the fresh air instead of being cooped up in their homes. Um, So we did make a concerted effort to reach out to people who were close to home for a day trip and to help support our local businesses. And then from that... I'm just going to keep talking. They came from everywhere. everywhere <laughs> yes. As people were looking for, you know, the outdoors and not to be in crowded spaces, I mean, where else would you go other than the mountains, like Lynn said, were close to within a driving di- driving distance to a lot of states. Um, so we were a perfect destination, for people to go to to socially distance not only in a vacation rental or on top of a mountain hiking um, it just appealed to a broader audience than we typically see
0: yeah yeah i came here from uh, new york city and nothing really against new york city itself specifically but i wonder you know, life here during the pandemic is kind of nice because it's a big open area. And I think I would have been probably going nuts uh, being cooped up in an apartment in New York City. Yes. So I get why people would want to come here to find, uh, you know, that kind of experience as far as social distancing goes. Um, one thing that we that I talk with Lynn quite a bit about, you know, in my role uh, handling some of the PR and communication stuff is we talk about uh, the value that we have to the community because a lot of people, uh, don't fully understand the tourism industry you know it's not the same as um, you know manufacturing which haywood county has has had a lot of in the past um, so i'm just kind of interested and i guess this could be kind of an open question too what what you guys would want to say to folks who live around haywood county who uh, who don't really know a ton about what we do um, and you know maybe just have a lot of questions what how would you explain to them what we do ask the Sales
1: guy. Always have that message. Um, now, I, I think we spread the good message about our destination, just telling mm. people about the experiences, that we live in a wonderful place, that it's, it's a cool place to come visit, a cool place to explore um, for a weekend, a night, uh, a week. But come here and enjoy the mountains and things like that. So it's it's very simple. And, and that part of telling people, because that's the biggest thing, if someone walks up to you in the grocery and they say, what do you do? And I work in tourism, and then they stare at you. How can you explain that, or do you think they'll understand it? And it's that we tell people about Haywood County through marketing and through our right. website and through our social. So our job is to just spread the good word about the things we have that are available um, and continue to spread pass that message along on a daily basis. And as what I do is traveling for sales is doing the same thing with people who might be able to bring special events, um, meetings, conferences, um, car shows, anything you can think of to our area to fill in holes on weekends, get people to fill in room nights, and eventually they'll spend money in restaurants and shops as well. So just trying to create an impact on the community.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's a big thing I think is, you know, we collect uh, an occupancy tax to basically pay for uh, you know, our role in marketing. The county also provides a lot of grants, but I think, I think what, goes, uh, what gets past a lot of people is the benefit to local businesses uh, across the county, not even just necessarily in the downtown areas, but you know, the folks who come here, they're shopping, they're buying products, they're buying food, they're going out for beers. Um, they're shopping at local outdoor stores before they hit the trails or the ski slopes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those kind of uh, the old cliche rising tide lifts all boats. Um, it seems like like as the tourism economy continues to boom, that it, it does help other businesses, I think. Um, and that's that's something that I've found interesting since I've been here is learning a little bit more about how that works and how there's kind of that broad impact on the community.
3: And go ahead, then, because you're probably going to say what I was going to say. <laughs>
2: Well, another part of that, going back to COVID too, um, we have been very fortunate in, in having the visitation that we've had throughout the pandemic, and that has kept a lot of our small businesses and restaurants and you know in business. Uh, whereas we have a lot of peer destinations that we know of who have not been so fortunate, right. have lost a lot of their small businesses and in uh, have have actually even laid off staff and and, um, gone through a much worse time than we have. So we have been very fortunate in that. And the other part of that is in thinking about these people being here and spending the money here that they do and how that generates sales tax for the county overall, which supplies services to the residents. But also just by having tourism here in Haywood County, um, every resident saves $250 dollars. Um, a year in their taxes because of having that tourism here. So, I mean, there are a lot of benefits to uh, the citizens here, um, even through the grants that we offer to um, do different things in the county, whether it's do work on the greenways or whether it's to do improvements to parks or um, uh, even the festivals and events and, you know, having more for people to do, even the residents as well. Um, so it's there is a, a lot of benefit to the citizens here in the county of, by having tourism here.
0: Yeah, I think is that, does that cover what you are going to say, Ashley? Yes, it does. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, the other side of that that I know a lot of people are concerned about, and I think it's a valid concern, is over-tourism. Uh, and I think what that means is um, not having the infrastructure to keep up, uh, having certain areas, such as in the past we had Max Patch, which is a – Really popular mountain to hike, a really beautiful area that had a lot of issues with people basically just leaving it trashed. Um, you know, so there are concerns that come with over tourism and they're legitimate concerns. And that's something that we've talked about before. And I listened to a podcast recently about Moab and the efforts that, they're, um, that they have underway there to try to curb over tourism. And that doesn't necessarily mean driving people away, it just means making sure people know how to enjoy the destination responsibly uh, is it, is that something that you think residents around here are going to continue to see from us, you know, just from the tourism development authority. Absolutely. I
3: think we're making, um, a concerted effort in the future of working on that, working on or over tourism, um, Getting out the message of how to hike in our area, how to do the outdoors in our area, because a lot of people who come here are first timers being out in the mountains and enjoying them. So making sure whatever they take into the mountains that they're taking out with them and not overcrowding um, areas in our mountains so they can leave them for other people to enjoy. And I know Ben had stuff to say, so I will leave it. I was going to say, I saw, yes. we, made, we, made,
1: we made eye contact. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would call it balancing tourism, yeah. making sure that we're giving people options to explore more areas than just one or two so that yes. they're not trying to compress themselves into a parking lot for 20 um, when there's other places to go. Because we do have plenty of places on the parkway and other areas that are not crowded 90% of the year. Um, so part part of it's doing that and spreading the message, not telling every secret, right? but giving them options of where are some other places to go that they may not think about as their first or second or even third choice. And at the same time, Ashley hinted at it is leave no trace. Um, it's something we joined last year. We're continuing to push out. We just added it to our visitor guide for next year. And it's continuing to educate visitors and our partners about the seven principles, which is really keeping everything. Like I actually said, what what you bring in, you take out. Don't take stuff with you that even was there. You're not, you're not going to the national park to pick flowers. Right. You're not taking rocks from certain places. It's leaving everything in place and enjoying nature the way it was, or even improving it. And so getting people involved with local clubs to help with trail rehab or other projects as well. So There's a lot of options down the line. We like to call that sustainability, and we're going to continue. I think as an office in a region to continue to focus on that.
3: Yes, and Ben did touch on region because we're a re—you know—within the Smokies, we are a region, and a lot of people don't understand county lines. You know, visitors don't know. Oh, I'm only in Haywood County, or I'm in Buncombe County. So it's not just us promoting places to hike it's the region promoting places to hike so it's everyone working together to keep our area beautiful
2: not only that but we focused on the safety aspect of it as well yeah. yes. and we're trying to teach you know people to be safe as well and and we even have the little packets with the safety whistles and the um some of our favorite places and the leave no trace information on it that we give out to our visitors. So
1: yeah, I sat on main Main street during the pandemic saying, please take a whistle with these 10 essential items, reminding Mm -hmm. people what to do because we were hearing more and more stories of people getting lost or, or more rescues happening during the pandemic because there were so many new visitors that weren't prepared or understood the risk of hiking in the back country or on a trail that may not be as simple as a loop. So we created, like Lynn said, a safety whistle so that if they were lost, they can be be heard from a mile away. But it also gave them a chance to read some other facts and things on that little handout as well. So we've given out probably close to a 1,000 whistles over the last year. And we'll probably have to make more at some point. I think we're down to our last tub of whistles, as we call it. But it's been, it's been a good outreach thing. Kids love them, and then adults as well. And they're like, what's this whistle for? Is that for bears? <laughs> and, and then you say, no, no, no. It's for when you get lost, which we hope you don't. But if you did, this is so we can find you. Um, and, and that's a great gateway to conversations with a lot of people.
2: It's created awareness. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in turn, especially for the, the people who are here and have children with them or families, you know the kids just want to take the whistles and play with them, but then you hear the parents talking to them about what it's for. Right. So that's also you know just helping and bringing that next generation up and and having that information instilled in them as well.
1: And I was the guy that gave out the whistles at a conference in Winston Salem, so
0: all the kids were blowing whistles and it was my fault. Yeah, but so it, was was it was pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, the one thing that I think of with that stuff that. You know, I had a few stories I wrote at the newspaper that kind of drove me nuts were stories about people uh, thinking the animals, wild animals are their friends. Um, You know, there are a lot of cute, cuddly animals and the elk are regal and it's exciting to see a bear. But I think it's also important to remember that those animals, uh, they value their personal space and they're not afraid to kick people out of them. I mean, I think more commonly in Yellowstone, you'll hear about people getting injured by elk um and i don't think we've had anything too serious here but really uh there's no there's no saying what an animal might do when you're in their vicinity so that's always been my pet peeve i think is people getting too close to the wildlife so that's that's my two cents on that one um but we we can move on i said a couple more things i wanted to ask about uh one thing is you know there are things that everyone calls the visitor center and asks about and there are things that everyone seems to be interested in uh you know like i talked to my father about visiting and Uh, He's a motorcycle rider, so he brings up Dale's Wheels Through Time Motorcycle Museum, um, which is a spectacular attraction. But what are things that you guys think of that you like about Haywood County, things that you think visitors like, that might be just some of the less common, popular things?
2: I just have one pet peeve I'd like to mention.
3: Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going back to pet peeves. Pet peeves.
2: <laughs> not to change the subject, but you know, if you're coming from out of the area and you're planning on having a wonderful winter Christmas or holiday here and you want a hot tub and a fireplace, <laughs> don't wait till two weeks before to call and ask for it because you're not going to get it. Plan it a year ahead. Right.
1: And we do care about your needs and your options, but there are only so many fireplaces and hot tubs located creekside. Right, in, right. In our area. And we joke about it because it is, like you say, what what do people ask for when they call or show up? And it's,
3: <laughs> this time of year, that's it. Hot doves and fireplaces. Right.
0: Which are great things, but yes. everyone else thinks so, too, which is why they're already booked.
1: Yes. And a lot of people, where are the elk? Where can I go see the elk? Right. I mean, we have our own brochure just on elk because of how many people ask about that, too.
0: Right, right. Um, I'm excited for the possibility of... I mean, I haven't confirmed anything yet, but I'd like to do an episode down the road just on the elk and talk to some of the wildlife biologists uh, who I worked at the, at the newspaper. Because, I mean, they are spectacular animals. Are. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm beating the dead horse now. But I, I had a, I heard a story once of someone putting their two-year-old child on a bull elk's no. rack to try to get a photo opportunity. And it just, like... 't hope that, that wasn't don't do that. here. It, it was I here. don't
3: see how they are humongous. Yeah. I mean, they're scary. I don't see how people even want to be up close to them. <laughs> and speaking of wildlife, <laughs> saw two bald eagles today. one of them had a dead rabbit in its talons, and the other one swooped down in the tree. They dropped it. but I mean, just wow. even how big those are yeah, you just I mean, they're wild animals.
0: I always have the fear of of some big bird of prey coming down and scooping up our puggle, our little dog, and (laughs) carrying it off. It looks about like the perfect snack probably to a bald eagle or or a big hawk or something. Um, I got a little off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I am interested in just hearing about things that, uh, you know, I guess maybe not even necessarily off the beaten path, Um, you know, something that I've found and we can only mention so many things. There's, we could go on all day talking about individual attractions. But one thing that I've, that I like, that opened recently was the toy store in Waynesville, Sassafras on Maine. Got some Christmas presents there, and I saw I, mean, I could probably go in and spend a thousand dollars there on different <laughs> models and puzzles and games. Actually, and stuff.
1: probably just one Lego set. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I you know, I actually just got the lunar. Uh, The lunar landing module Lego set, and that's a different story. Legos are so expensive. They are.
3: We have great shopping here. The boutiques that we have around the county, um, not only Main Street, but like Clyde and shopping in downtown Canton. um, Go to one of my favorite restaurants, Southern Porch, and have some food there. I mean, there's just... You think of main places that you go, of course, downtown, but people sometimes forget to venture out into other less known places. And then that's where I think you can discover some real treasures that we have here in the county, lesser known places, um, drives other than the Blue Ridge Parkway. um, And you just see some beautiful things.
0: Yeah. There's some incredible back road drives that, I think a lot of people don't know about, um, and that's something that, for my part, I might be interested in um, promoting down the road is some of the, the hidden gems, and maybe not even letting people know exactly where they are. You know, I think people can kind of find their own hidden gems. There's more than enough in Haywood County to find
2: that's true but you need to be careful as well you can't always rely on your gps here
0: that is correct (laughs) yeah i have have a story um I, i don't know that i'd ever have my wife on as a guest but if i were to she'd probably tell you the story of the first time we tried to go to max patch and went on the back roadiest of back roads and bottomed out our subaru and our dog was freaking out and shaking in the passenger seat um so, yeah, I, I probably won't have her on. <laughs> um, it sounds like you took the Jeep only road. I did. I, I don't even know I if it was a Jeep. I will name it, but I road. know it. Yeah. yeah it, it, may, it may well have been. Um, I, I kind of had fun, but I think I was the only one in the vehicle enjoying that. <laughs> um, so, the last thing I wanted to ask, last thing I wanted to get to is there's a lot going on in Haywood County that people have can have to look forward to. Um, You know, I know of a few things that are big projects in the works that are far enough along that, you know, they're being publicized. Uh, A big one that I think of is Chestnut Mountain. Um, You know, maybe some stuff going on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Uh, Do you guys have anything in mind that you think of, um, you know, even just Chestnut Mountain that you could talk about that visitors can look forward to opening, Uh, you know, experiences all be made available that weren't there before?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, just having a, you know. 400 acre new park is going to be great and the offerings for mountain biking and hiking and all different kinds of things, you know, yet to be determined some of them Being even, right. um, but um, that's going to be very exciting. And I think it's going to be very popular and even draw in uh, some different market share for us. Um, so that definitely is exciting. Always, you know, any, projects that we can work on that um, have to do with sustainability and um, opening up new areas for people to visit, whether it's for hiking or whether it's for elk viewing or whether it's for uh, waterfall viewing or whatever is exciting. And um, uh, a new project that was just done Recently at Haywood Community College, Ben could speak to that, but that's been very exciting and
0: it has been very successful. That is ex- actually, I saw that you had a gift on your desk Uh-oh. related to that, and
3: you didn't share this. gift. Yeah, I won't,
0: I I won't, not, I won't, I won't scoop terrible. you here like okay. a, like I scoop Chestnut Mountain, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I'm interested in in that because I know that you had a big hand in in what was done at the college, and I plan on getting out there myself. Could you talk about that?
1: Yeah, I, I mean personally. Got involved in love playing disc golf a few years ago. Went in Savannah and got involved down there, and then moving up here got really excited because we have multiple courses here in Haywood County. Um, and getting involved with uh, Haywood Community College realized that their course was aging and needed some upgrades, um, just some daily maintenance that they weren't able to do. So we were able to work with our grant program to get them involved and redesign the course. It lengthened some holes, made some different spots better concrete tea pads which are a lot safer for people to play and throw from so you're not tripping over a tree root or slipping on gravel um, and then we made it a part of the kids in parks program so it's a track trails and kids in parks program where, where you, kids can be encouraged to get outdoors and do activity and earn points so we're part of this huge program through the blue ridge heritage foundation that Um, allows us to market Haywood County through that. And so hopefully we'll have more trails in the county in the future. This was our first one. Um, We kicked it off with a disc golf tournament that sold out. I think we had a hundred and maybe 40 players, which is usually the max number to play in a tournament. And and it was fun. I finished third from last,
0: not (laughs) last,
1: which was my goal. (laughs) So I may play, but I don't play every day like the other guys. I haven't played in two months because I've just been busy traveling and working, but. I love winter disc golf as much as summer because it's a totally different thing. Just like hiking, you can see different shots and different angles.
0: And right. also there's less thorns. Wait, can, can you can you play in the snow?
1: Oh, You can. Up north, they do play in the snow. They'll actually tape um, the little stretchy tape on the back of their disc. So when it goes into the snow, you'll see like a little pink tail that's 12 feet long that was on the disc. It's that's weird. Uh-huh. But I've never had to do that yet.
2: You know, another new program, too, that's getting ready to roll out is um, the Craft Trails. Yes. yes. Heritage Craft Trails. And um, there's going to be a, um, a video. And, I mean, there will be its own section of Craft Trail in Haywood County. But that's through the Blue Ridge Heritage Area. Um, and it's going to entail all of the western counties in the state. So each one will have their own Craft Trail, but it'll all be combined into one big one. But um the video's getting ready to come out, and then also they're bringing some travel writers and some different media mm-hmm. in. so we'll have folks here um, you know visiting our area to write about the crafters, all the great crafts we have in the area. And I think we have
3: is it close to 30 crafters on that list that are featured? I think it was between around 20 to 30. So it was quite a bit quite a bit.
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really exciting. I went to uh, the Craft Trails website, and you can craft your own itinerary. Uh, and what I thought was cool with that is, you know, there are certain parts of other counties I haven't been to. Uh, so I was planning on perhaps, you know, a day where my wife and I can start off in one county and then go through Haywood, see some of the artists here, and then even go out to other areas. Um, it really is a regional attraction that just features a lot of Haywood County artists. So I, I think that is pretty exciting because, again, it's – it's. uh it's such a broad experience, and there's so many different possibilities with different itineraries.
2: That's such a great tie-in as well for Haywood Community College and their mm-hmm. um, crafts, arts and crafts program that they have down there as well.
0: So, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I, I think that about does it for us time-wise. Uh, Lynn, Ashley, and Ben, I appreciate your time, and I will see you in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thank you again to our guests and my coworkers, Lane Collins, Ben Wilder, and Ashley Rice from here at the Tourism Development Authority. And as always, please like and subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can catch us again in about two weeks on the Hey Now podcast. In the meantime, take care.